0: Good morning, everybody. I hope you can hear me okay. Welcome to Bankery Christian Fellowship Church. My name is Mark. Uh, it's my privilege to be the pastor in training here, and it's my joy to be able to, to lead us in worship and to open God's word a little bit later on in the service. This morning is our family service, which means all of us of all ages are in here today. There is no Sunday school junior church classes. If you really need, there is um, an unmanned crash just through the atrium, or you can just stand out in the atrium. It's probably a little bit warmer in here, and it will be after a, a little while once all of the, the, the body heat generates a bit more warmth in here. Um, but we don't mind any noise in here today. It's great to have um, kids, and I'm sure we'll have some more um, as we go into the service. But let me read some verses that focus our our attention really, on what we are here to do. Um, and we're starting into Advent. It's starting into this hectic time of year for many people, uh, this time where we are running about with a long list of to-dos and we never quite get them all done. And sometimes we, we struggle to slow down and to stop and to think about what this time of year is all about. Um, Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, he he quotes from a, an ancient hymn, and he tells us something of the significance of Christmas, of what Jesus did, uh, and what we ought to do in response. So let me read from Philippians chapter two, verse five, end of verse five to verse eleven. He says, "Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God," so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is a wonderful, wonderful truth, and it's what we come to to celebrate at Christmas time, it's what we come to celebrate every Sunday, and in fact as Christians it's what we come to celebrate every day, but we can so easily get distracted, can't we? Um, But this morning, we we come to to sing songs, songs of praise. We come to pray to God, and we come to hear from Him in His Word. Okay, I'm going to ask Angus if he'll come up and give our reading today, which is in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, and you'll see it printed in the inside of your your, um, diary. For to us a child is born... Excellent. Thank you, Angus. It's the word of God for us this morning. So, we're looking at these incredible verses in Isaiah that tell us, to us, a child is born. Now, most of you will know that myself and Lisa had a little baby girl just over 10 weeks ago. And we've discovered some things. In fact, you discover things about a baby right away. Here's things. That a baby cannot do. Uh, Phoebe is a rubbish teacher. She barely can, consp- well, she cannot speak and she can barely make eye contact, and her general knowledge is terrible. She's a rubbish teacher. And the other thing is she's powerless. Really, she doesn't have very much strength at all. She can't even roll over on her own. And on top of that, she can't tell you what happened 11 weeks ago. She wasn't here. And she has almost no influence in the world at all. She has no political views. She doesn't care about wars and about peace because she doesn't know about it. She really can't do any of these things because she's just an ordinary baby. But we're going to look at a different baby in just a minute. But before we do, I want to put up a slide and I want to see if any of the kids know who any of these people are. Do you know who any of these people are? Do you know Angus? Okay, we've got an Elvis, yeah. Who else have we got? Oh, Benjamin. Benjamin. Lionel Messi, yes, we've got Messi, the footballer, okay, how about the other two, a little bit trickier, the statue is Walt Disney, very good, we've got one more, there's a famous scientist, oh, yeah, shout it out, Einstein, Einstein. Albert Einstein, okay, what on earth do these four people have in common? Well, here's what. Many people didn't see how great they would be. Messi, he was told that he was far, far too small to play football. And he wasn't picked for a team. And now he's the best footballer in the world, many people think. Let's, let's not start the Cristiano Ronaldo-Messi debate. But... but people didn't see that he could be a great footballer. He was just too small. And Elvis, who was this incredible world-famous singer, well, on his, one of his first gigs, he was told he was better off driving trucks, because that's what he used to do, and he, they said he was better at that than singing. And Walt Disney, the man who has created so many incredible animations and cartoons was fired from his job at a newspaper making cartoons because they said he had no imagination and he wasn't creative enough. And Einstein, this should give us all hope, Albert Einstein, he didn't speak until he was four. He couldn't read until he was seven. He was kicked out of school and he didn't get into college first time round. But he went on to be one of the people that we know as being a genius, really, really clever, and he was great in the field of science. But many people didn't see how great he would be. Now, Isaiah tells us something of the greatness of Jesus, because we could look into the manger and see a baby, and many of us do, especially at Christmas time, ironically, And we rush past and we don't see the greatness of this baby right in front of us. So Isaiah, he had four names that Angus read out. I wonder if anybody can remember any of the four names that we're going to look at that tell us something of the greatness of God. The first one tells us that Jesus, this baby, is a wonderful counselor. What's a counselor? Well, it's another way of saying he is the good teacher. This baby in the manger who looks like he couldn't teach you anything, Isaiah says he's the wonderful counselor. He is the one who has the answers to all of our problems. Whatever your problems', big or small, you know we, we look to lots of people to help us answer difficult questions in life. And there's lots of people on TV or on social media that will tell us, they know the answer. They know the answer that will make us happy, will make us fulfilled. But Jesus is the one who has the perfect answer to all of our problems. And he is the one who is called the good teacher. And the thing that Jesus taught, it wasn't science, it wasn't reading and writing and maths. You know, Jesus had one topic that he wanted to talk about more than any, and it was the good news. Jesus came to preach good news, to be the good teacher who told us the good news of the answer to our sin. So all of us have sin that separates us from God. It's the biggest problem that we have. But Jesus came to preach good news that there was a way to turn back to God and to be right with Him. This baby in the manger is the good teacher. Here's the other thing that Isaiah said. Isaiah said that this baby who was born is to be called Mighty God. Mighty God. Now, again, when you look in this manger, you could easily just see a helpless, powerless, weak baby. But at the same time, this baby is mighty. He's powerful. He is great, and you might not see it at first. But Jesus, this baby, is the mighty God. And because He is mighty, He is the one who is able to fight against all of those who would oppose Him. He will fight against all of the evil and the wickedness, and He wins easily because He is the mighty God. And again, He fights for us he fights for us against sin and the devil, and he wins. And because this baby is the mighty God, we can trust in him, and we can allow him to fight for us, and we can hide behind him. These are the first two names to remember about this great baby. He is wonderful counselor and mighty God. I hope we are we're beginning to see something of the greatness of this baby. He is no ordinary baby, wonderful counselor, mighty God, and then Isaiah says that this child is everlasting father. He is to be called everlasting father. This newborn baby in the manger, he is a newborn baby, but... He has always been in existence from before time itself. And that is something impossible for us to properly get our heads around. This baby is the everlasting one. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. He is the one who has no beginning and no end. And this everlasting one is the one who comes to give everlasting peace. Other things in the world, they come and they go, they chop and they change, but this one, this baby, is to be called everlasting. And and Jesus himself, he, he told people when he was a man that he was more than they recognized. You see, he said that before Abraham was, Abraham, who had lived thousands of years before him, before he was born, he said, before Abraham was, I am. This is Jesus in the manger, this baby who is newborn, but he is the eternal son who has always been and always will be. And then Isaiah says as well that he is everlasting father. And now this is complicated. Uh, the Trinity, that God is three in one, is really complicated. But the Bible tells us that there is three persons in one God. Jesus, God the Son, the Holy Spirit is also God, and God the Father is also God. And they are united forever together. They are one in what they want to do. They have the same purpose And their purpose is to save. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, has forever been in the closest possible relationship with his father. Forever. And in fact, Jesus says, if you have seen him, you have seen his father. That is how closely linked Jesus and the father are. This baby in the manger, newborn, is the everlasting father. And The Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit love with an everlasting love. A love that never ends. And so if this baby is the everlasting Father, He loves with an everlasting love. And He loves us. And this is an even greater mystery. That this everlasting Father, this baby who is born to us, given to us, would love us. Because if we're honest, we know that in our hearts, in our deepest thoughts, we're not that lovable. We do wrong things, and we think wrong things, and we say wrong things. But Jesus loves with an everlasting love because He is love, because He is gracious. And His love doesn't change. It is steady forever. And so, If we know this baby, if we know this Jesus, we can have security, we can know that we are loved, not because of what we do, but because of who he is. And there's one final, final name that Isaiah gives to us. He tells us that this child that is born, this son that is given, is to be called Prince of Peace. Now, I don't know about you, But when we look around, even in our own homes, they're sometimes not very peaceful places, especially if there's children, and especially if there's sleep-deprived parents. Because brothers and sisters, do you always get along? Probably not. I think there's some bickering, and there's some fighting, and there's some arguing. And do you know what? Moms and dads can do that too. And grown-ups don't grow out of that, unfortunately. And when we look around the community that we live in, we look around our country, and when we look around the world, we see lots of places where there's no peace. And when we turn on the TV, we see that very clearly, that there's a lack of peace between people, but the Bible tells us that there is an even deeper reason for this lack of peace, and it is because there is a lack of peace between us and God. That is our biggest problem, that, that we choose to be at war with God because we want to be king. We want to have things our way. We don't want to listen to God. We want to do what we want to do. And this Causes a lack of peace, a lack of peace between us and God. But Isaiah tells us there is wonderful news. There is good news to people who need peace peace with each other and peace with God. And that is that this baby that is born, this child that is given to us, is the Prince of Peace. You know, he was born into a manger, he was born not to influential parents. He was born without power, wasn't born into a palace. But Isaiah tells us this baby in a squalor, in a manger, is a prince. And he's a prince with power. And he's a prince that comes to give peace, perfect peace. And the way that he does that is he deals with our sin. He is the one who comes and he grows up and he lives a perfect life. He lives the life that we should live, but we never could. He lives a sinless life, and he dies on the cross the death that we deserve, taking the punishment that our sin deserves so that there is nothing that stands between us and God if we choose to have this Prince of Peace reign over us, because this is what he comes to do, He comes to reign, to rule in peace. And this is wonderful good news for us. These four names that Isaiah gives to us. This baby is the good teacher, the one who comes to teach good news. He is the mighty God, the one who wins battle over sin and the devil easily. And so we can hide in him and let him fight for us. He is the everlasting father who loves with an everlasting love that never gives up. He's the prince of peace who comes to bring peace into the darkness of this world. That's what Isaiah tells us. And he comes to give us peace with God, the peace that we really need. And if we read on into the verse 7 of Isaiah that Angus read for us, we read that this prince of peace, his kingdom, his kingdom will never end. It is an everlasting kingdom. It's a kingdom where he comes to rule perfectly, to give justice and righteousness, both now and forever. And we can know that this kingdom will last because it is God, the God who made the heavens and the earth who will make it happen. So we have security, we have hope, we have peace, and we can have joy even in the midst of difficulty and darkness. That's what Isaiah comes to tell us. So this Christmas, when you, when you look at the manger, when you look at the baby, don't do what so many people do. Don't do what people did with, with Messi and with Einstein and with Elvis and with Walt Disney. This is a much more important person, to realize his greatness. And Isaiah wants us to not miss it. He is the great one. Let's just pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your incredible plan of salvation that to this world of darkness, you sent your Son to be born in a manger. Father, help us to this Christmas and every day, Lord, help us to see the greatness of Jesus. Help us to recognize that He is the one that we can turn to, that He is the one who teaches truth, and He preaches good news to people who are without hope in themselves. Thank you that He is the one who is mighty. He is mighty to save. And thank you that he loves with an everlasting love. And thank you that he comes to bring peace to the earth. Thank you that we can know that these things have come to pass because you, the God, the maker of heaven and earth, make it happen. And there is nothing that can stand in your way. Help us to know that this baby that is born is the son that is given for us. Lord, help us to accept him, to trust in him and to follow him this Christmas. Father, we do pray for our church and we thank you for this church family here. We thank you for the children. Lord, we thank you for how precious they are to you. And Lord, we pray that you would help us each to tell one another of the good news of Jesus Christ. And we pray that young and old would all embrace Jesus as their Savior. Father, we pray for your help this Christmas time not to get distracted, but to remember the greatness of Jesus. And we pray for the Christmas events that are coming. Lord, we pray for the Christmas party, for the carol service, for the nativity, and for the the various services around Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Lord, we pray that these would be a chance for us to share this good news with the people who do not come to church, the people who do not know you. Lord, we pray that there would be people in Bankery and beyond that would come and See the light of Jesus and that his light might shine into their darkness and that they might know the joy and the peace that you can give. And Father, we do pray for your church around the world. We thank you that your church is not just a small local thing here, but it is all over the world. And Father, we pray especially this morning for your church In Guatemala and Honduras, where street kids direct work as mission missionaries. Lord, and we pray that they would be enabled to share the true message of Christmas, that they would be able to share the hope that Jesus gives. We pray that you would help them, and we pray that you would help us as we seek to glorify you and tell the world what you have done. Lord, we thank you for the salvation that is ours in Jesus Christ. Amen.